0: The Tour de France will be over, but the we're Tour in the last week of the Tour de France, but spoiler alert, uh, as of yesterday, it's, it's pretty much over. Uh, it's pretty much clear who the winner's going to be. Really? Yeah.
1: Like, what stage are they in?
0: They are in stage 18.
1: How many stages?
0: There are 21. Ah. So, so. it ends this weekend in Paris, uh, on the champs Perry so, Yeah. But Logan had
1: it's Perry socks on. Nice. Excellent choice, sir.
0: There is a uh, one more mountainous stage on Saturday, but by all intents and purposes, the, the main event is, is pretty much done. Um as far as time gaps go, everything, it's it's pretty well settled. So So when are you gonna go? Someday, yeah.
1: What do you mean someday? Someday I'll go. Why don't you go like next year? I don't know, we'll see. You need is that on your bucket list?
0: Probably, yeah. I would go there or see uh, the Vuelta or the Giro. Um, Tour de France is like the big one, right? But actually the Vuelta and the Giro are a little bit easier to go see, and you get to see some other uh, interesting riders there. Um, The Vuelta actually looks really cool because it's in Spain. Similar mountains to the Tour de France because they share a border.
1: I am flirting with this goal of going to like the world's greatest sporting events, trying to hit all of them. Mm -hmm. As I watched the Wimbledon this year, and I was like, that would be so... I mean, I'm not a tennis. I don't follow it, but the end was amazing. Yeah. And I was like, I'd love
0: to go there. My problem with tennis, though, is I wouldn't know when to clap because I do not understand the score at all. It's It's to the fence. It's to the wall. That's gone. Ah!
1: Yeah hit the ball easier son you don't have to kill it it takes 2
0: seconds to learn it, okay. literally you
1: it's it's 15s you it's 15 15 30 15 it's you you'd you'd get it in 2 minutes
0: because i was reading the journal and they shared like the finishing mm-hmm. score of the last whatever for the champion or whatever and it was like the stream of numbers that looked like an algorithm
1: well because they play mm-hmm. multiple uh, sets multiple games in multiple sets and then they play, they play Matches? five sets, five, I don't know uh, that terminology. Now <laughs> terminology, I don't necessarily understand, Okay. but I just, I was, they, I was watching it and I was like, this would be great. When I was a kid, I went to Monaco. I was, I vividly remember it. I was there where they do the F1, F1
0: Nice. Uh,
1: overlooking the, the Bay. It was unbelievable. And I'm not an F1 fan. I know you are. Mm. And I'm like, I would like to go to that. I want to go to the Dubai World Cup. I, so, anyways, I, I think it's coming. I think that's I think that's You're going to
0: go to the Tour de France someday?
1: Yeah, maybe. But my Should. point is, if I get to the Tour de France before you get to the Tour de France, that's a problem. That'd be impressive. I mean, why not? Why not?
0: Would you do a mountain stage or would you do the Champs-Elysees for the finish? So,
1: no, I would not do the Champs-Elysees. I would do... I could envision myself sitting on a balcony, mm-hmm. sipping my espresso over in some town
0: that they roll through? Yes. That's there.
1: what I want to do. And uh. and I've seen photos.
0: Mm-hmm. There's tons of those. Well, they tour through France. Yes. So.
1: so that's what I would want to do. Okay, yeah. fair
0: enough.
1: <sighs> I that's fun.
0: Fired up. I'm fired
1: up. Anyways, I want to go to the I want to I've never been in the Super Bowl. I've never been to a World Series game. <sighs> so much to do, so little time. All right. I'm lost.
0: Speaking of goals.
1: What, yeah, but I feel like we had other housekeeping. Send yeah. us your questions Sponsors podcast at questions, diymoney.org.
0: Like, review.
1: Like, review. Sponsored by Jewel. We go to Stephanie.
2: What do you got? DIY. Hi, guys. My name is Stephanie, and I am 31 years old, based out of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I have recently rolled over two 401k accounts into an IRA so that I can have more control of where my money is being invested. In that IRA account, I have invested mostly in high-dividend ETFs, which I currently have about a 12% return since March. Currently, I am automatically reinvesting those dividends back into those stocks. I am considering investing more money into those particular ETFs in my taxable brokerage account. Due to this potential move, I am more interested in the tax liability. Is there a difference between tax implications for taking those dividends and reinvesting it into something else or automatically reinvesting those dividends into those exact stocks and then selling those stocks to purchase something else later? This may not matter much in a retirement account, but more particularly in my taxable brokerage account where I pay taxes now. Love the show. Keep up the good work.
1: Stephanie, you had me at Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Really, you know why? Steel, Bethlehem Steel. I don't know. That's just that. Was that a? That wasn't a Berkshire company. That just, and that wasn't. Uh, that wasn't Wall Street. That's Endicott Steel. Blue Horseshoe yep. loves Endicott Steel. <laughs> you remember that? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bethlehem Steel. Yeah, I think I probably traded that stock long, long ago. Okay, Stephanie, thirty-one years old, great saver, listener of the show, on the right path. Don't overcomplicate this. I somehow got onto the algorithms of the dividend freedom channel. I don't know. That's all I'm going to call it on Twitter and started getting all of these Twitter posts from young people who are building this dividend portfolio and living off the dividends and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not going to engage in a, in a, I'm just not going to be that guy. But I don't understand why when you're working and making money and you're getting taxed, why do you care about dividend stocks at this stage in your life? I'm happy for your 12% return in your dividend stocks since March, but just take a look at the NASDAQ (laughs) or take a look at the S&P 500. Compare those returns... Versus what you did. And you're 31. Like, you could have done better. I mean, I'm happy for your return, but inside your IRA, there's no tax implications. No problem. You already alluded to that. You already got that. However, the same strategy under the guise, which I think this is why most young people are doing this, is the under this this false sense of security that these are greater more stable, and more secure than just going out and buying the S&P 500 or Berkshire Hathaway, for that matter, or the NASDAQ 100. Less volatile? Yes. Like safer and better returns over time? No. So at 31, I would question the strategy as a whole. I'm not answering your question at all. I know that. I'll let Daniel do that. But I'm going to take the broader approach, and at 31... I I don't like the strategy. I just don't. I like no dividend, long-term capital appreciation, no worry about volatility at your age, your dollar cost averaging into index funds, diversification, no problem. Keep the S&P 500, 11 sectors, 500 stocks. But worry about dividends when you're retired and you want cash flow. Let's say you, Daniel.
0: Yeah, that's logical. Uh, You will create... Outside of a uh, retirement account, you will create taxable income with any type of dividends or fixed income. So anything act that pays out income, you will be taxed on, albeit at a... Um, well, from a dividend perspective, that'll be at a advantaged rate. Any fixed income interest will be at the higher normal income tax rate. So keep that in mind. So as Quint's saying, yes, you will actually increase your income, which is probably not beneficial for most people, pre-retirement, because you're just creating income that you're taxed on and then you're reinvesting that anyway, which is, by the way, what a growth company that doesn't pay dividends is doing behind the scenes. Whoa, 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 stop right there.
1: Let's stop there. Yeah. That's where I was going to go next, and I'm Mm -hmm. glad you went there. Break that down for Stephanie, because, again, that's where I feel like people get lost. Sure. They go, well, at least it's paying me.
0: Yeah, so let's compare Google to Coca-Cola and we're just going to throw out these are not actual numbers because I don't have them pulled up. But I can pull them up. Let's want. say uh, Google. Well, I'm going to guess that Coca Cola pays about a fifty to fifty five percent payout oh, ratio.
1: I thought you were going to talk about the earn. The earnings no,
0: ratio. I'm just going to guess that Coca Cola's around 55 50, percent payout ratio. Um, so let's say Google makes you know a billion dollars at the end of the year uh, in profit. That's what's left over uh, after they pay all of their expenses. You know, maybe they pay off some debt if they have it. Whatever and they have a, a billion dollars on the bottom line, they can either pay that out to investors as a dividend, or they can reinvest it somewhere in the company where it's going to help them then grow future earnings and so forth. So uh, for Google, that could be in software, it could be in hiring more people, it could be in uh, infrastructure, various things like that, right? So uh, usually that, that would be... Um, capital expenditures, investments that will then generate returns, not necessarily just more expenses, but it could be more expenses. But regardless, basically, instead of paying that out to investors, they reinvest it back in the company, which then generates more earnings. Hopefully, that's the goal of a growth company. And because they have more earnings, that generates more profit. That's what earnings are. And then people, you know, that raises the stock price over time. Because the stock price is effectively the price people, willing pay are, the price people are willing to pay per dollar of earnings assuming they are wanting to pay the same price for a dollar of earnings and earnings go up to $2 the price of the stock will go up so we're going to keep that really simple now let's switch over to coca-cola let's assume coca-cola has a what's called a payout ratio meaning that of that billion dollars of profit that they have at the end of the year they're paying out 50% of that in dividends and retaining 50% of it to reinvest in their business I'm yes. going to stop
1: you because so I want to I I apply specific numbers to this. Okay. okay. So, Stephanie, in this example that Daniel's doing, this is great. We're, we're getting down in the academic wheelhouse here, but but it's so important. And if you're in, if you're a finance geek like we are, you'll like this. So, Coca-Cola is estimated to make two dollars and twenty-seven cents a share next year.
0: Okay, two dollars and twenty cents a share.
1: They're paying out a dollar eighty-four.
0: Okay, so much higher than 50%. Yes.
1: They are projected to have 6% growth in earnings a year over the next five years. Now, what Stephanie is doing mm-hmm. is in her mind, she's like, well, they're giving me a $1.84. That's great. And then I'm buying back into a company. So mm-hmm. I'm taking that eighty four In her IRA, she's not being taxed on it. In another one, she will, so it'll sure. be less. She's putting it back into the company, and it's projected to grow at 6%. You're doing that mechanically by getting the dividend. Google is projected to earn six twenty seven a share. Mm-hmm. Now, the shares outstanding are different, so sure. don't worry about the dollar amount there. They're not paying a dividend, so they're taking that entire six twenty seven and reinvesting it back into the company. Mm-hmm. Same thing you'd be doing. Their projected earnings are seventeen point six percent. So no tax percent growth percent growth no on earnings no mm-hmm. not necessarily the stock but on earnings so this no tax you so you don't have to get the dividend reinvested i know it's automatic but my point is is a much higher growth rate so again getting back to it stephanie you i question the strategy when you're not living off that dividend income yet Go, sorry to interrupt you but i just want to put the dollar terms mm-hmm. and the percentage growth behind it a little bit
0: no, that was very good. I forgot exactly what I was saying. but So Coca-Cola is going to pay that out, right? Part of it is because they've run out of... Coca-Cola and other dividend-paying stocks have run out of, to some extent, places that they could reinvest to generate more returns, right? They have a stable business. They can estimate effectively what they need, um, or investors just expect it after some level of time. And so they pay out that dividend, that goes to investors. Investors can can kind of basically just... Do whatever they want with it, but it's not going to reinvest. Now, by reinvesting that in the business, you then buy more shares, which then have more earnings, et cetera. And then you're kind of, as Quint said, mechanically creating some of that return inherently on your side. But so whether you do that at Google or whether you do that at Coca-Cola, or name any other company, right? We're not making a recommendation for any of those specific ones. Now, it doesn't mean that growth stocks will always beat dividend stocks, or dividend stocks will always do better than growth stocks. You have to align everything you own with the gold and why you own it, understand why it's in your portfolio. If you've listened to the show for a while, you know that regardless of what we talk about, that's the key, knowing what you own and why you own it. There's going to be seasons. This is the
1: this is the key, Stephanie, I want you to understand is that the last sort of, quote, bear market we had, which was uh, just last year, 2022, the overall market, you know, got smashed. You know, S&P was down 20, NASDAQ down 30, and dividend companies, blue chip, dividend, stodgy type companies did very well. And anytime you have that, you have this, you know, investment du jour, meaning professionals or promoters or advertisers or Twitter followers, whatever. Oh, this is the golden ticket. Like, this is the golden ticket. If you just had this in your portfolio, you'd be fine. You'd avoid these losses. Well, fast forward to 2023. (laughs) Most dividend, from the beginning of the year, most dividend-type plays are down. Uh, NASDAQ's up, like, 35. Uh, You know, S&P's up 17 and now everybody's going back and going, oh, growth is in vogue. You know, blue, you, S&P, just buy the index. These dividends are terrible. And I'm not saying, please understand me, I'm not saying that dividend stocks are not appropriate. But they're appropriate for the right person at the right time. And the only thing we're questioning, or I'm questioning, and Daniel's giving you more of the academic, which is what we needed, is the strategy at this point in time. And if it's, if it's anything to do with this idea that they're less risky or they're better in the long term for you, that is what I question. If you are just, you know, already using that income, you're not. You said you're dividend reinvestment. So, I mean, it'd be different if you were like, hey, I'm buying this and, and it's helping me to pay bills already. And soon I'm going to quit my job and live off this. That'd be different. Mm-hmm. We, that'd be different strategy. Totally different.
0: You know, totally different. But So if you are invested in a growth company, you are trusting the company to reinvest the earnings to generate a better return and do well over time. If you invest in a dividend company and you automatically reinvest dividends in that company you are trusting that that company
1: <laughs> is going to invest is going continue to do, continue to do yeah. well
0: and invest over time so and
1: sometimes it's
0: effectively the same the, the
1: other mechanism. thing we we never talked about and we could spend again a lot of time on this is this idea that a high dividend is great like i'm now seeing people go holy cow at&t paying 8% dividend i can't wait to, i mean Please understand, they could cut that dividend yeah.
0: considerably. If you find yourself saying that, please know <laughs> what you own and why. Yeah,
1: so I'm sure you're in ETFs and funds. So your, your risk is spread around, and we certainly not. Let me take
0: 30 seconds to ac- answer the actual question.
1: Yeah, which taxes? Was- <laughs> yeah, taxes. Okay, uh, so Good listen, call.
0: <laughs> if you get a dividend, let's say Coca-Cola pays a dividend four times a year, once every quarter, and you reinvest that back in the stock, that's there's no tax uh, ramification. For that, that is different from just getting the dividend and investing it in a different stock. You pay taxes on the dividend being paid out, not on the reinvestment in the of the dividend into the stock. I will say if you're if you're not doing like uh, electronic tax filing or something like that, where you uh, you download your stuff right into say like a TurboTax or any of the other online softwares and you, maybe you have an accountant or you're doing your taxes by hand for some odd reason, whatever that is, uh, reinvested dividends can cause a bit of a headache because every quarter you're having a small purchase of that stock, etc. So one strategy that some folks will use is just to allow the dividends to accumulate in cash and then purchase kind of whole shares as you go rather than having these fractional shares build up. Because, I mean, if imagine if you own 10 or 15 dividend stocks every quarter, you're making 10 or 15 different fractional share purchases. And there is a way to summarize that on your tax return, but it can be a little bit overwhelming if you go to sell that and you have all of these tax lots reported, et cetera, depending on your broker, how they report all that shenanigans. Great. Uh, I'm sure that would be a headache for our CPA. She'd look at somebody like that and go, Oh my gosh, you have 20 pages because you had a $20,000 dividend account. Anyhow.
1: All right, Stephanie, hopefully we provided some value into your question. Sorry that we went all over the place with it, but I thought it was wise because I just see this big movement out there. Oh, dividends are, the I mean, the greatest thing in the world. And, I, you know, Warren Buffett's never paid a dividend in his entire time at Berkshire Hathaway. So that just says something. <laughs> he doesn't want forced taxes. That's right. So, you know, consider that and just look at all options is, is all we're trying to say. Great question. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Keep those questions coming. Haven't had a DIY Money Junior in a while, so if you got a youngster out there that asks you questions about money and finance, just hit that record button and uh, send it in. We'll send them a $25 gift card or you a $25 gift card, and you can use it for back-to-school shopping. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so wisely and do it for a very long time. Make it a great one.